Hello, welcome to Working Classy. A show about creativity, productivity, doing what you love, and making money. We're your hosts. I'm Isabel Lee. And I'm Laurel Hachinova. Welcome to episode 23, Running a Restaurant in a Pandemic. And today, for this episode, we've got a very special guest. We're talking to Millie Carpio. She's the general manager of Amakara, a family-owned Japanese restaurant in Dublin, California. Welcome, Millie. Thank you so much for joining welcome. us. Oh, Woo! happy to be here. Hi, everybody. <laughs> Hi. So the reason that we wanted to talk to Millie is we've had a couple of conversations, just me and Isabel, about what it's been like for her at Aloha. And on that, why don't you, Isabel, actually tell our listeners a little bit more about Aloha? Because I feel like we talk about it all the time, but we never really go into, you know, what it's yeah. like. And if you're not in Chicago, you probably don't know. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, my family owns Aloha Eats in Lincoln Park. It's more of a fast, casual kind of plate lunch style Hawaiian food. And it's delicious. Both of these <laughs> restaurants are delicious, by the way. You should visit both of them when you can. Uh, we've been there for 16 years and very recently within this last year, it's just been me. Yeah. <laughs> so I get to make all oh. the decisions and I don't have to run it by anyone except <laughs> I have to make all of the decisions. So, oh. you know. Potato, well, autonomy comes with some pros and cons, right? <laughs> so that's where I'm at. And I, you know, I'm looking forward to this conversation to see how you're doing things there. Yeah. And Millie, this is kind of interesting too, because Amakara as an entity has been around for quite some time, but you recently, you recently-ish moved. Yes. So we've been around open in business for 12 and a half years. So we, in this last, just over a year, moved to a brand new location, which has brought on a lot of undue stress in terms of finances and things, because our projections were spot on in terms of what we would be able to do and how much money we would be able to generate and how much business we would be able to, you know, funnel through these this new location. But it didn't happen that way because the pandemic hit and a million other things Surprise. hit before the pandemic. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just when we just when we thought things were oh, oh, we cut a break. Oh no, we didn't. Oh, then the pandemic happened. And then it didn't just happen because two weeks has now turned into over six months. Right, 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 right. Yeah. 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 So speaking of that, um, something that I'd like to know from both of you is when did you like how did you find out that you'd need to close your dining areas like for sure because I'm sure we all kind of knew what was coming and then it became like a regulation um for well we have tvs in the restaurant it's full service and we have three tvs over the bar three tvs over the sushi bar and everybody is watching the news at this point and we knew that there was a big announcement coming and so when we saw that we're like oh okay well after at the end of dinner service tonight everything's going to change a little so um, once we saw that basic press release, like we just basically, okay, well, now it's time to adjust. I kind of sat down, emailed everybody immediately, and then went through and talked to all the staff that was on that night, and then basically prepared to shut down. Ugh. Yeah. Because yes, we knew we could do takeout, but we also had to figure out the logistics of that and and how to inform our guests and how to inform all of our employees. Because at that time, um, you know, my last payroll, I ran at 72 employees. So it's a lot of people to inform. Yeah. Um, and essentially a lot of them are losing their job right. temporarily, but that temporary situation, look, it's manifested into over half a year of craziness. Right. Doesn't feel, doesn't feel so temporary. Isabel, what was that? What was that time like for you? We weren't sure what essential meant when it came to businesses and we were ready to like 
put up a GoFundMe like everybody else was. We're like, okay, well, let's, I guess they're gonna close us down. Like, what are we gonna do? And then they did it and we're like, okay, cool. Now what do we do? We don't have nearly as many uh, workers. Like we have about like 12 staff members. So it's been a lot easier. I've been able to retain everybody and, you know, it's mostly kitchen. Oh, really? That's, wow. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's mostly kitchen. Um, kitchen oh, because staff. you don't have servers. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And then front of house is always just one person. So mm-hmm. like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the plus side to doing the, the type of food that we do is people are kind of used to taking it out anyway. So your your adaptation probably wasn't as severe. Like what did, what did you end up doing to adapt? Uh, we started online ordering. Oh okay. And yeah. which we avoided for a really long time because I just talked about third parties, but like third party situations, I was like, we can't do that. And we started taking credit cards for like deliveries. Mm. We stopped taking cash completely. Mm-hmm. Was that to secure your payment to make sure orders were paid for and taken care of, or what was um, the reason it's, for? It's because a, a lot of people want the contactless, so it's the only way uh, that we could offer like n- zero content. Yeah, yeah, like don't you don't even have to see somebody if you don't want to. So those are a few things we're still working out some kinks, but yeah, ever changing, ever evolving. <laughs> So your, Millie, yours was completely different because you've got yeah. a rather large and beautiful, oh my gosh, dining area that we, we really enjoyed before before all this hit. But um, so what was, I feel like your transition has gone in a couple of stages because you've got some new stuff happening right now that I didn't see yeah. a, a few months ago. So um, everybody's in shock and they just had 5 million questions. And I think the hardest part was like, I don't have the answers like I normally do to all your questions. And I can't even begin to give you possibilities of what I think it could be because legitimately I'm waiting for what I'm allowed to do. And I don't really know at this point, Mm. right? So we're kind of going, playing it by ear. But um, the thing is we have like a huge kitchen, just it's a big operation. So I have a lot of kitchen staff. I mean, for example, on a normal night, I have six kitchen chefs that do like the deep fry, the grill, the, you know, robata, the, the noodle bar, everything. And then I have up to eight or nine sushi chefs. That's more than you need when you're just doing takeout. And mm. going into the pandemic, takeout was only 30% of our business overall, Right. you know, mm. on a good night. So we had to really trim down. I couldn't keep any wait staff. I couldn't keep any busters. I could support staff. I couldn't keep any bartenders, bar support. I couldn't keep any of them essentially. And Oh, but you were doing, weren't you doing cocktails? Like well, cocktails. originally that wasn't oh, okay. built into it. Yeah, right, right. that was not part of the initial. Yeah. So then when when that happened, most of us know how to do bar stuff. So right. we're, we have versatile roles. So being that I've been managing the business for some time now, and then even the other person that I have, like kind of like my assistant manager, she knows how to do bar stuff. Mm-hmm. She's originally a bartender as well. And so we can run all components, whereas it was hard to have a bartender only that couldn't do the other things. So we kind of have to condense all of our responsibilities into a few individual positions. But yeah, yeah, I kind of just went chopped down the middle because I I said, okay, then if you guys want to come and work, I can take a few people every day to help do takeout. That's about it. Is your entire dining room still closed? Is that, I don't know if the rules are there, but over here it's 25%. Is is it all of them? In Chicago, it's, I think it's in Chicago or Illinois, it's like 25% capacity. 
Well, I think in California, they're doing it by county. Mm-hmm. I just know Alameda County was not on that list yet. So we're, we're just, well, that was a change that Laurel was talking about two weeks ago. We started outdoor dining. We kind of resisted for as long as we could. And then we're like, okay, now we just really have to do it. How's that going? This is the week that people are figuring things out, except for we don't really know because once we opened outdoor dining, then the fires happened. And so there's so much smoke that oh, most gosh. days we just had to shut down anyways. 2020, everybody. <laughs> I know. Oh Y'all, I got gosh. it. I got it. No, you don't. I got it. Right. Says, I got it. The smoke says, I got it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hold my yeah. beer. Yeah. Okay. No, there's, there's, yeah. It was like raining ash. So you, you know, I can't risk having employees outside and then customers outside. And it's just, it wasn't good. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I'm going to take a step back to something that Isabel brought up, but actually, Isabel, do you want to ask, you were going to ask about third-party services, and I thought that oh, was interesting. Oh, yeah. Huh. Um, have you, so like prior to the pandemic, did you have your own delivery service? Did you like trust using like Grubhub, those sorts of things? So prior to the pandemic, we were not offering delivery service because we had a decent takeout business, decent and it was, you know, like I said, 20 to 30 percent is not that. 20% is still pretty good on a, such a large operation. But the issue with delivery services, um, although we offer a Japanese menu, one of that is it, uh, the, one of the main components is sushi and sashimi. And that's not something you want sitting around, right? Yeah. So in my experience with DoorDash, they would, if you're not partnered with them, they will call in the orders from their call centers Mm -hmm. and they will place the order, but they won't pay for it over the phone. They won't finalize the bill. And then they'll send their drivers. Even if you say, Hey, we have a 45 minute wait, they'll send their drivers whenever they feel like sending their drivers and the drivers will show up. They are not in Grubhub, like affiliated clothing to show, Hey, I'm with Grubhub. They come in pajamas, flannel PJs. They're, they are rude and they are impatient. And that is something that I was not willing to deal with. Um, I have dining customers. I can't have you yelling at my customers because you can't get through because we're so busy. And that was an issue we would have. Or yell at my employees because you're frustrated that your order's not ready and you just want to get to your next order pickup. Because the way those platforms work is that they can't pick up another order until they've completed an order. A delivery. So I actually spent, I'm going to say probably a year and a half or so saying, no, 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 no. I will not partner with you guys. And what happens is like, they'll still do it. They have, I don't know what DoorDash's version is, but if you're a really highly requested restaurant in your area, they'll still take the orders, even if you're not on their platform. Yeah. And so Grubhub their system is called place and pay for if the restaurant is not on their platform. And so we continue to have these problems and it got so bad to the point where they sent numerous um, DoorDash people to come and talk to me. And um, I was like, no, this is not okay. Like I did not agree to this meeting. They're following me around the restaurant as I'm trying to run service. Okay. At peak service times. Cause the, the way our old location ran, well, actually before we closed down here, it's always busy. We're like spewing up the scenes with customers. There's always like 5 million components going on. And Laurel will tell you, I wear a million hats when I'm at work and that's just the nature of the 
job, you know? And so she came and she's trying to present me these packets saying, oh, this is how much business we generated for you. And I turned around and I said, excuse me, I didn't ask for this meeting. And no, you didn't generate any business for us. That's business we would have gotten with or without you. We actually generated business yeah. for you because of your $8 service fee or $8 yeah. delivery fee or whatever. Mm-hmm. Your service fee, your delivery fee. That's free money to you. We didn't generate you didn't generate anything for us. We generated business for you. Yeah. And then she proceeds to follow me after I tried to shut down the conversation. And it got so bad that I emailed them and I said, you know, please do not contact me. I'm not interested in being on your platform. And these are my reasons. One, and I listed kind of the issues I had with drivers and, you know, um, people calling in orders. And then I'm like, and your sales reps that go out to the field are harassing me on the job when I haven't requested this meeting. And so it got so bad. She was like a district manager for the area or something. And then she got someone higher up than her to try to contact me, which I shot down. And then they tried to go through me to my brother-in-law who owns the business. They tried to sell it to him. And I basically said, no, this is really what it is. And so he respected my decision, but they sent me like a five tier fruit, wine, cheese, platter box thing for the holidays. And I still said no, because I said, you don't respect how we run our business and our decisions and our reasons. And if you can't do that, then why would he even entertain a meeting with you? Yeah, yeah. but then we we moved to the new location. We still had a few orders. And then we started having issues with Grubhub. And it got to the point where I filled up their forms that say, oh, we request to be removed from your platform. And I had to send it like four or five times. And I got to the point where I put my, um, we have in-house, like we have attorneys just because operation is so big. We just have them on hand for a million different things. And I put them on notice. I said, hey, I might need you to draft a cease and desist letter for Grubhub mm-hmm. because they're mm-hmm. not going to respect the fact that I've already completed their forms and filled out and done everything. So mm-hmm. with that being said, all the troubles, and then they take, you know, 30% of your money yes. just mm-hmm. for picking up the order. So no, I, it's not good business. I mean, I know someone who has multiple locations and their negotiated rate was 28% and that was considered good. Wow. 28% to sign up three locations. So what is it going to be for someone who has just one location? Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. So no, I I can't do it. So we, we do other things to make it work for our customers or the best we can anyway. Isabel has Aloha like run into, I mean, probably not as severe, but like that was literal harassment. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely not to that degree. But like things like DoorDash, they automatically upcharge everything on your menu and then they provide a lower delivery fee so that customers think that they're getting better value for delivery. So they're misrepresenting Mm -hmm. your menu prices? Oh, absolutely. They're also misrepresenting the menu because like they can't keep up with the changes of whatever's on your menu. So they just like Mm -hmm. make up stuff. So I have a question then, Isabel. Mm -hmm. Those inflated prices, that's not the owner's choosing? No, we don't work with anybody. And I tell all the customers, we tell, we try to, we try to reiterate every now and then I'll put out a post and be like, hey, these third parties, they could potentially order your order incorrectly because it's somebody who doesn't eat here. They're just trying to read it off this thing. If they don't understand what you mean by your comment, they will just make it up. And I'll ask, well, do you want to exchange something? Like, I don't really understand. And they're like, whatever. So like your order could come out wrong. You are not, at that point, you're not my customer. You're their customer. So I don't contact you. I can't contact you. Yep. So you said you do 
you do offer delivery service now, but you're not partnered with any third party. No, we use, there's like a local delivery service that just oh, okay. a certain radius. Um, and we call them as soon as an order is done. And they're usually there within 10 minutes um, oh, to pick it up. So uh, we call them when it's done. Uh, we had a previous service where we called when we got it. And then by the time it was done, somebody would come, but like this was really fast. So yeah. And that has worked out in terms of like cost and all of yeah, that. Yeah. Cost wise, this one is half the price of the last one, which is su super surprising to me. Um, they're really quick. They're really good. Their radius goes out further than the other one did. Oh, nice. Um, so is it like Chicago land area or is it Chicago? I or think it it's, prim it's primarily like Lincoln Park Lakeview. Oh, okay. That's not, oh, so it's like super local. Kind yeah, of. but they're willing cool. to go a lot further out like so yeah. do you have a percentage is your rate like a percentage of the sale or is it a flat rate that you've negotiated it's just it's a flat monthly rate just to use their service and then oh, okay. you know it's just whatever we tack on for delivery charge so we tack on a little bit more than we used to to take mm -hmm. care of the drivers and i think that they're pretty happy with that and that's oh, you're nice. currently using that service like yes to this currently day. using the service really happy with it so far. I think it really worked out, especially during all of this. Yeah. Because if somebody's technically outside of the range, like we can kind of finagle it and be like, okay, well, you know, for a few extra bucks, I can do this. But if you did it directly online, they would just block the order. They'd be like, well, you're too yeah. far out. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So we have a little more flexibility. Nice. And let's take a quick break for something new we're trying. Our first sponsor. Let's shift to the other side of your counters for a second. How have your customers generally responded? Well, for me, it's been pretty good for the most part. Like people are so used to doing takeout. So it's been- What percentage was takeout for you before pandemic? I would say it was maybe like around 50-50, maybe, yeah, probably around there for the most part, except for winter, of course, it slows down a little bit. But yeah, people have been really nice about it for the most part. People still call it, so we have a very small, very narrow restaurant and like dining area. People still call almost daily asking if they can do dine-in. <laughs> and I was like, even if I could, you'd probably have to eat alone in a right, corner yeah. because there's nowhere else to put you. You um, would be 25% capacity. Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, trying to keep everybody safe, even if we could right now, if things aren't settled, like I'm not open. Yeah. For years, because it's it was a lot of dine-in, like how has it been shifting? So the maximum we would hit is like 30% was takeout originally, like before the pandemic. And so uh, that was, that, and that was on a really high volume takeout night, but our, our numbers are really kind of crazy. And so 10% would be kind of the average, 15% would be pretty normal too. But like above that would be pretty hard to do because we have such a high volume of diamond guests. So overall, we're realistically only doing maybe 50% business on good nights, 50% mm, yeah. business. The other night, Saturday was decent weather and the smoke wasn't too bad. So we probably hit about 65, 70% business. It was wow. kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah. We're totally. like, whoa, <laughs> that was special yeah you know and that's with i i only have 20 tables outside so that's a big deal yeah no big difference but we are still running a lot of takeout i think for a long time takeout's going to be a big thing people mm -hmm. feel safe not being exposed to other guests and not you know what i mean mm -hmm. kind of being in control of their environment and a little bit so we're just delivering curbside we have 
you pull up and you call us at, or you check in with somebody that's outside checking us and then we just bring it to your car and you don't want to sign you could do it over the phone so you don't have to sign it's yeah. fast and easy and I think people feel safer with that um, and then for those who are like meh they come out. Isabel what about you do you think anything that you've changed about your business is going to stick around afterwards? Um, probably going to keep the online ordering. Mm, yeah. Um, because if if somebody and it happens kind of often, but if somebody accidentally fat fingers all the modifiers, you know, and they they hit like ten different things, I can call the customer directly. Right. And yeah. Like <laughs> I just need to know what you meant by this, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we can have it cleared away. For us, like a problem too is people. What? Why we avoided online ordering for a really long time was that people would ask for things that aren't actually possible, and they would just type it in, and they <laughs> clearly. I hate that box. Yeah. That box yeah. is bad. <laughs> You're like, this is impossible. I don't know. I think that comment box is very bad. Okay. We've got 10 minutes left. Do you have any last questions, Isabel? Yeah. How, so you said this was a family business. Mm -hmm. How has the everything pandemic and stress and everything kind of changed dynamics? Well, it keeps changing. <laughs> so first of all, I want to say about a month ago, my brother-in-law and his other partners, like he, he acquired some partners, like former employees that have taken on partnership roles with him, opened up a, another location, of just completely different restaurant from us. Also Japanese, basically our same menu, but in our hometown, because I live an hour from work. Oh, wow. Um, and so they, he came back locally to Stockton where we're from and where we live and um, took over a restaurant that he originally opened for, for that family like 20 years ago. And they were just ready to retire and they wanted him to take over because they know he'll keep the quality and standards that they loved and, you know, enjoy with our restaurant and that he brought to their restaurant when they opened up, right? And so he finally agreed to it. and. He took over legally back in April, I want to say. So they just opened up last month in, in August. Wow. So, yeah, it was kind of difficult initially um, adjusting because, you know, we didn't know how we would stay afloat. We have a lot of bills because we just came to this new building and spent an astronomical amount of money <laughs> building it out. It was just an empty box, basically, and we spent a ton of money to build it out. And so we have a lot of things to pay for. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, it was just making ends meet and making sure that the employees that that needed work and couldn't be on unemployment for whatever reason or didn't qualify because they hadn't worked long enough. Like the ones that wanted to work, we wanted to be able to employ them. So we got some funding. We got like the payroll protection. Yep funding which was really helpful but then that ran out and then he opened up his other location and then I needed to bring back all these other employees that still wanted to work and couldn't be on unemployment because it wasn't going to make it wasn't going to work for them anymore um and so I had to start bringing back employees and open outdoor dining and it's just been really interesting because because he's not there, I now have kind of the same responsibilities as you, where I always made a lot of decisions, but now I kind of completely have like full autonomy to make any decisions I need mm -hmm. for the business. And it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. So I just feel like, oh, okay. So it's kind of weird because I am, I've always kind of been an alpha. I'm 
I've always been in leadership type roles. And so it was good in the sense like now I don't have to cross check things with somebody. But it's also yeah. kind of bad because I don't have somebody to cross check. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. right? Like, that goes two ways. Right. Yes, yeah. it's a double edged sword. So I'm just like, oh, it's great. And I did feel this relief because I didn't have to run everything by him. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I also go, oh, there's a lot of things that I wouldn't like to run by. Right. Here. Yeah. You know? Sounding board so, is always nice. Yeah. Yeah. So I rallied up my own team of people that I can work through this with. I've learned in the last six months, you've ever, I mean, more than ever before. You just kind of have to roll with it and make it work however you need to make it work. Feels like the theme for the year. <laughs> you, there's no other choice. <laughs> yeah, we have no other choice. You're totally right. How about, how about you, Isabel? Um, it's been a lot nicer, honestly, not working with anybody really. <laughs> I, was like, I was like I didn't like your ideas and I don't have to tell you that anymore like, yeah um yeah and like honestly like the staff we've had a lot of the people on staff for a really long time so mm -hmm. if if anything I'll be like what do you think what do you think we should do oh like, nice and you've been yeah. here, your family to me you know like this is ours right like there are certain staff members who've been there for six seven years and are still here helping helping get through all of this because now it is just me right so i don't feel alone in that sense yeah i do i get what you're saying but you know i yeah the pros are like okay well now i can run the ship the way i have always wanted to run it you know mm -hmm. but at the same time i've had to rally the support of the others who care and who are there mm -hmm. to really help but I originally remember when we had kind of put been put in contact with each other that you were thinking about passing this off completely. Yes. Yes. Great memory. Okay. Really. I'm yes. like, I'm like, no, am I yeah. crazy? Because I'm pretty sure this is the same person. And wait, now she's taking over. I thought they were like three days before I was going to sign paperwork to have somebody help me sell it, like a like a broker. Right. Yeah, a broker. Pandemic yeah. hit. And I was like, wait a minute, who's going to buy a restaurant during a pandemic when everything's shutting down? I was like, oh, my brother-in-law did. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, he bought two. There's oh, another yes. one in the works soon. Well, if he makes his way to Chicago, let yeah. me know. But <laughs> yeah. So it was a good decision. It was it? a good decision to keep it. Yeah, because I don't know what else I'd be doing. <laughs> job hunting right now would be a pain that's true that's yeah true. um also i have this like responsibility of taking care of the staff mm. you know our staff yeah. is relatively small a lot of them are members of the same household right um, so like i feel like almost in a sense you know we're kind of you know holding the reins for these whole families to like make some income and like have the flexibility that they need like sometimes people you know, have things going on and we're really flexible because we're family, like everyone's trying to take care of each other. Yeah. And I don't know if they can find that somewhere else, especially right now. Or under new ownership. Right. Yeah. Uh, who might just go cut them all off and right. start anew. Yeah. Cause you don't, you know, that's, that's the hard thing about handing it off. You don't get to even suggest what they should do. It's not your responsibility or your yeah. place anymore. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> 
Oh, that's so cool though. <laughs> I'm so glad you kept it and everything's working out. I I personally think fast casual has a better chance of succeeding during the pandemic than a full service restaurant like us, just mm -hmm. because the gap between your overhead cost then and now is probably not too big a difference. Right. Well, thank you for joining this discussion, Millie. Man, this was super good. It was super yeah. informative for me. <laughs> I know. Um, I I think we could have talked for a while longer. So maybe oh, that will be sure. off, yeah. off line. Not. <laughs> yeah, that's great. We'll do a yeah. happy hour. Um, Millie, where can people find Amakara online? Yeah. So our Instagram is e Amakara. Yeah. E-A-T-A-M-A-K-A-R-A. -A -A -A. So e Amakara is our Instagram. And that's actually our website, eamakara.com. Cool. Okay, cool. Yeah. There's a contact us button if you have questions. I pop in and check the Instagram, but I'm not allowed to do stuff on there. <laughs> <laughs> My niece is a media marketing oh, um, nice. person. Yeah. And so she runs it and she goes, That's not that's not the image I was going for. That doesn't fit. No, it's not on brand. It's not the color scheme we're working with this month. And what are you doing? Why are you posting? I'm like because you, you wouldn't respond. All the hashtags. Right. <laughs> no, I just leave them out entirely, and oh, I use great. neon colors. Really? And she goes, "That's no. not the color palette this month." I'm like, "I like bright colors." <laughs> She's like, "That's not even the correct font. What are you doing?" I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, fine, just yeah." And she goes, "Well, I was gonna respond, but you literally gave me ten seconds." <laughs> and I'm like. But yeah, I wanted I it up now. now. I know, yeah. so. <laughs> Isabel, how about you? Uh, yeah, Aloha underscore eats E A T S. And that's your um, Instagram. That's our Instagram, and or just alohaeats.com yeah. is our website. I am revamping the website very soon. Uh, Hasn't been done yet. You can see it now. See my brother's work, and I'm getting rid of it fairly <laughs> 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 soon. All right. So to wrap this up, if any of you have got questions or ideas about running a restaurant or really any business during a pandemic, please let us know. Email us at workingclassyshow at gmail.com. Or find us on Instagram and Twitter at working underscore classy. Or facebook.com slash workingclassyshow. But we're never going to check it. Okay. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, and now for uh, the uh, tip nugget of, tip the, of week. the week. Tip of tip the week. Tip nugget of the week. Millie, do you have any advice that you would like to share for our listeners just generally, or if they're business owners, if they're not, your call, open field? I think it kind of, it's like with Isabel as well. It's like you go into it and you put your heart into it and people know the difference with someone who is truly passionate about doing what they do. So if you love what you're doing and you just got to be a little bit patient, people respond really well to that. People can read genuine. People can feel genuine. People can see genuine. Mm -hmm. So like, don't, you know, like don't dumb down the quality of your food. Don't change your business motto and what you stand for just because the pandemic is a stressful time and it's difficult. Stay true to like what your business means to you and to mm. your staff and to your staff that is family to you. And I think that customers will be really supportive and respond really well. That's wonderful. Yeah, oh, that's thank great. you so much. Yeah. And thank you Yay. again for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having yeah, me. This was super fun. What a great, what a great start to my morning. <laughs> oh, I know, I know. Yeah. I, feel, I feel invigorated. <laughs> Yay. All right, well, thanks for having me on here, guys. All right, we'll talk yeah, to you later. Thank Bye. you. Bye, everybody. Bye.